You're listening to the Ticker Podcast from IR Magazine, a roundup of this week's leading stories and industry comment from the world of investor relations. Direct from our central London studio, here's your host, Rory Havelock. This week on the Ticker Podcast, investors and analysts give us their thoughts on corporate access. PetroChina tells us more about Chinese fossil fuel IR, and we examine the value of using IR internally. Welcome back to the Ticker Podcast. It's your weekly digest of the top stories from the wide, wide world of investor relations, and I'm joined in the IR Magazine studios this week by Condice de Montpetit and Garnet Roach. Evening, hello. Ladies. Ni hao. Hello, hello. Um, we've lost Tim again this week, as you can tell. We really must stop leaving him behind. Um, we've lost him to his holidays yet again. And it seems like in his absence, stock exchanges around the world have had a bit of a bit of a blip. Uh, first, as New York Stock Exchange outage earlier this month, uh, which was revealed to have been because of a software update, which is reassuring, isn't it? And then the complete shutdown of the Chinese Stock Exchange for the best part of a day, which was quite alarming as well, although it seems to be carrying on nonetheless as if nothing has happened. Yeah, the Tim effect, we're calling it. Yeah, the Tim ripple. I, and I'm sure everyone has read up a lot on this and, you know, you're very familiar with the situation there. But it's, 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 quite, it's quite a bizarre thing to suddenly have in the headlines, oh, and the stock exchange is closed. And, the, um, you know, obviously the Chinese regulators very quickly stepped in and unleashed what is called a barrage of measures to stop the market slide, I read in one report. They include a threat to prosecute short sellers, cancelling IPOs of, of some stocks and prohibiting major sellers from selling any of their stakes for six months, which is pretty alarming. Yeah, I think, I think even, with, um, even with the losses anyway, the, uh, the stock, the Chinese stock market is still up quite a lot, considering um, how considering the level of the gains over the past year. So, what well, was our, our our head of research, Janet, was saying the other day? She heard something on the radio said it was up something like sixty percent year on year still, even today. Forty percent. I, I think it was forty. Yeah, something like that. We'll have to check. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, in what could be very timely fashion, Condice herself has spoken to a Chinese oil and gas company as part of a wider look at the sector for her story for fall. And as we heard a bit about last week, Condice, uh, who did you speak to this week? Yes, well, there's more um, oil delight for you today uh-huh. with, uh, with a little interview with um, PetroChina's head of IR, Mao Zifeng. Um, so the company has a, a bit of a particular status because it's both a, a state-owned enterprise and a, a listed one. It was listed in 2000, and um, since then the IR team has grown from 2 to about 10. So there's definitely been an emphasis on on that area. Mao says the biggest challenge this past year was caused by, (laughs) surprise, surprise, the sharp decrease in oil price. Oh, our old friend. But also these past two years, the company was um, under scrutiny because um, of management corruption cases and industrial accidents. No fun. (laughs) So Mao says that to deal with those issues, the IR team focused on, quote, timely information disclosure through meetings, phone calls, interviews, and investor Q&As. He says that uh, it has paid off with the share price stabilizing. I think I'm right in saying that the efforts have been recognized by investors. I think they won a bit at our awards in Asia last year. Is that right? Indeed. Um, they won the award for Best in Mainline China, uh, the Sector Award, and uh, Mao Zifeng himself was also recognized as Best IRO in Mainline China. A small hole then. So Mao goes on to explain that the firm's operational and financial performance hasn't only been under pressure because of the oil price, but also because of government regulations on a number of areas, including taxes, prices set for refined oil and gas, and environmental protection. So PetroChina has to maintain good communications with uh, the authorities and um, has been, quote, uh, actively studying industrial policies, promoting oil and gas system reforms, and assisting the government in ensuring a stable oil and gas market. 
And have investors shunned their stock at all after this oil price shunt and, of course, the, uh, the Shanghai Stock Exchange crash? Well, no, apparently not, according to Mao. Um, the shareholder base hasn't changed significantly over the past year. However, with the challenges I, I mentioned earlier, the, the oil price, the corruption scandals and the site accidents, Mao says his target is to, quote, rebuild the company's image under the leadership of the new board of directors. So the team has been hitting the road, including trips to the States, the UK, Hong Kong, Singapore, and uh, has also visited cities on the west coast of the US for the first time. The company also increased their communications with uh, domestic investors following the turmoil on the Chinese stock market by organizing post-results roadshows in Beijing, Shanghai, and Shenzhen. Also on the sustainability front, uh, Mao says they've organized a number of reverse roadshows and sites visits um, in order to highlight the firm's uh, achievements. He says, PetroChina is not a dirty SOE. <laughs> so not a particularly easy job for IR then and for Mao and his team. Well, yeah, not that easy, but um, apparently these issues have had a silver lining. Mao says they've made a, a better case for a, um, a larger budget and uh, that the board and senior management had been made, quote, well aware that earmarking a reasonable budget for IR work is very important. That is music to every IRO's ears, surely. Your budget has been increased. That is the, the num- one of the, the main complaints we get through in a number of our surveys and the like. We need more money. I think it goes mm. for everyone, really, yeah. ever. I also need more money. <laughs> if anyone's really? listening. So anyone, anyone, <laughs> anyone interested? Seamlessly moving on, one possible way of avoiding any such nasty surprises and staying on top of how various stakeholders view your company is by using the data gained by investor relations internally. And I've been reading up on this for my feature for Offall Edition. I spoke to three IROs who run internal events at their company that educate their colleagues on different aspects of the company. Um, so the IR can not only be used to collect internal messages to send out to investors and analysts and everyone else, but also take market intelligence and external feedback and give it to their internal teams. First, I spoke to Judy Tracy, who's a regular award winner at IUS Awards and a senior vice president of IR at Wright Medical. And she says beyond sharing feedback from the street, uh, the, her team leverages IR to educate Wright's employees as to the importance of the stock market, its function, and the role that stock trading plays in the success of a company. She explains that, quote, IR can educate internal employers in how public markets work, how companies are valued, and what drives long-term stock performance, she explains. And she organizes this IR roundtable event, which is typically an hour-long meeting um, held just after quarterly results where this information could be shared. And the event was a hit with her staff, she said. Um, and she says, quote, it struck me that the vast majority of employees don't get an opportunity to interact with the actual owners of their company, their shareholders, she says. And the thinking behind it was to give employees a view into what the owners of their company were thinking and ultimately help employees appreciate the important role they play as an individual and collectively as part of a team in doing what we say they'll do as a company. Uh, and then there was Ferrovial, who are a mid-cap Spanish, I think the word is logistics firm, but they basically construct these huge projects around the world and then run them. They did Heathrow Terminal 2, they did the Guggenheim Museum in Bilbao. It's all pretty exciting. But uh, their head of IR, Ricardo Jimenez, he organizes what he calls a internal roadshow, which is what the kind of focus of this article was. He travels to several of the company's different business divisions throughout the year to exchange information. Uh, not only does it mean that IR can meet the people who are providing uh, them with company data, Jimenez explains, but it means that control departments can be met across the parent companies and specific project managers can be consulted if they're workers of interest to investors. So um, these meetings, like I said, often take place on sites around the world, which Ferrovial manages or its constructing or its subsidiaries are, like I say, Heathrow Terminal 2, the Guggenheim Museum. Uh, and once they're there, IR advises on how to, you know, even how to run different contracts, how to improve balance sheets or even generate cash flow depending on intelligence from within or without the company. So it's really, really important for, 
for a lot of those business divisions i think oh i'd, I'd actually I'd, I'd really i'd love to go on something like that um if anybody oh, yeah. would like to extend an invitation to go to one of these days i'd quite like to cover that for a feature can't yeah. you can visit heathrow terminal 2 anytime you like <laughs> i'm actually going to be at heathrow tomorrow morning um terminal 3 unfortunately uh, basically <sighs> the fine weather forever i've done no um but so, so what are some of the, the kind of the interesting facts that have come out of this that I could potentially cover in a future feature? Ah. Well, he says, I, he gave me a whole range of stuff. He said, you know, the, like I say, it was, it was advising on like, the materials used to construct some of these things. You know, some of the feedback they had from investors said, um, you know, similar projects used this and didn't do very well, blah, blah, blah. But he said, he said when visiting a high-speed train maintenance site, for example, he wowed attendees, his word, with the knowledge that they'd sold 3.3 million bottles of water and 2.5 million sandwiches a year on, on these trains, a figure which he said shook up how that business went on to work and they kind of changed how they sold sandwiches on these trains just because someone somewhere had told him that's how many they sold. Oh, I love stuff like that. I think it's really interesting. Also, I, I like construction trivial. a lot as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think it sounds great. I want to go on one of those. Especially when it involves food. Yes. Uh, yeah, always. Industrial quantities of sandwiches. And finally, I spoke to um, the head of IR, Katie Kung, at Lenovo, who are a Chinese electronics company. Who also made my office PC, which is uh, very nice and speedy. Oh, Thank good. you very much. Very good news. And I think Gary Ong was um, uh, Mao Zedong's former boss. Oh, look at this, all coming full circle. Well, well Katie uh, Kung told me uh, that they do reverse roadshows, which are quite a familiar concept um, among Asian IR teams, um, where not only are management and internal employees briefed on IR information, but the company's investment community are also brought along to provide a bit of added context and to receive information themselves. So it's this big, you know, exchange of information. Um, in our mind, she says, IR acts as a two-way bridge, a special function which does not only collect internal messages to convey externally to investors, but at the same time also collects market intelligence, external feedback and so on back to our internal team, she notes. And she told me a bit more about how exactly how these take place in the sites they kind of go to. And she told me more about how important that kind of information was to what Lenovo do. So what are the, the tips for IROs who want to do uh, internal roadshows? Well, there are plenty of tips that the three gave me, but um, I'm afraid you're going to have to read the article for more of those. Uh, in general, it's all about you know getting management on side, and there are a couple of different bits of software, different service providers they use. But yeah, read all about it in our full article. And for more information on those three approaches, and also a deeper look at what you have been looking at, the challenges of doing um, IR and oil company as well, do have a look at our full edition. It will be out in about a month or so, I believe, obviously in full. On the note of feedback from the investment community, we've been looking at a bit of the feedback we got from analysts and investors ourselves, which came back from our investor perception study for Europe 2015. Um, and Garnet, you have some interesting little trends to report back on, I believe. Yeah, I, um, I've, I've been having a look at some of the research behind our Europe awards. Um, and so we talked to almost 800 buy-side and sell-side analysts and portfolio managers who participated in surveys and interviews to identify the best current exponents of IR. And so it's this research that makes up the Investor Perception Study Europe 2015. And so as well as profiles and the best performing IR practitioners and rankings for more than 500 companies across a range of categories, the report also includes verbatim comments from the investment community. So I picked out a few of those and had a look for some trends. Talking about access to management, a number of comments um, focused on how these people are not necessarily looking to meet the CEO every time. One sellsider from Greece said, quote, I'm not interested in meeting CEOs as I think they should be running the company. It's the culture here for us to talk to the marketing and IR people. A sellsider in Turkey echoed those sentiments and said, it's fine if we see a CEO only a couple of times a year. However, if you are bringing out the CEO, one Norwegian sellsider offered some thoughts on what makes a good meeting. 
They said, quote, a good CEO should be willing to talk about the future and to give a broader view of the strategy. Other than CEOs, did they have anything to say about IROs particularly? They did. Um, obviously, the key words of transparency and consistency Aha. came up. Um, trans penalty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should note for the listeners, there is a, there is a trans penalty that Condis has brought in. Whenever the word transparency comes up in a report, we, uh, a little klaxon goes off and we all have to. But sorry, do carry yeah, on. Yeah, I think it. I'm winning. I say it all the time. <laughs> I might put it on a T-shirt. But um, other than those keywords, the uh, the investment community had some other thoughts to share as well. Um, one UK buy-sider says, quote, honesty is important to one UK buy-sider who says that this is key even when things are not going well. They said, quote, I'm not keen on the over-optimistic approach some companies adopt. Another buy-sider from the Netherlands says, quote, IROs must be able to provide the rationale behind decisions and have a clear understanding of the long-term strategy. Less spin also came up, um, with one sell-sider from Ireland saying, don't give too many presentations, but give good guidance on where the company's going. Comments also cover what one UK sell-sider refers to as the holy grail, face-to-face contact. And so a number of the buy-side and sell-side comments um, mentioned being able to hear between the lines um, and highlighting the importance of body language in meetings, while others mentioned being able to delve deeper into the issues that might not make it into press releases, such as technology, business development and market trends. The benefits of meeting with operational and divisional managers also came up, um, with one sell-sider from the Netherlands saying, quote, it's useful getting to meet the second layer of management, the divisional heads who really run the business. BASF also got a specific mention from one German buy-sider who says, quote, there are many good capital markets days that move away from the typical report. BASF does its special topic days that go into detail on a different segment of the business and we meet operations managers. All the others have followed suit. I mean, BASF obviously have the uh, luxury of having seemingly an IRO for every single different aspect of the job. They have someone who's like the head of reporting, someone who's the head of earnings calls. They must be able to really refine what they do and give investors exactly what they want from each kind of different aspect of their... Yeah, I think that definitely makes a big difference for the company. But, you know, if, you, if you're if you a smaller company and your, your senior management are not as available as they might be in other, on other firms, you can always bring out some of the uh, your regional managers divisional managers it's quite yeah. a quite a nice idea and so you can read a bit more about those uh, the investment community's thoughts on those topics as well as um, sustainability technology corporate governance um, in the the full investor perception study which is more than 100 pages long Wowie. as well as uh, yep yeah, very good reading <laughs> uh, as well as profiles on the top ranking companies Absolutely. Um, it is available to professional subscribers to IR Magazine um, from our website currently. I think it's on our front page still, so do have a look there. It is. If you have any more questions, do let us know. You can contact um, our head of subscriptions, David Barrett. He's the man to talk to. His details are on our website as well. And of course, you can read more about the awards and all sorts on irmagazine.com. Um, whenever you fancy a look, you can contact us on Twitter at IR Magazine. Do listen to us and subscribe on SoundCloud if you can. And do let me know if you want to take me out on one of your analyst days. <laughs> I'm not joking. No, any of us, really. We're always but available. But mostly me. Mostly, can't it? Um, but thanks again, ladies, for uh, joining me this week. We'll be back next time. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you. Um, and we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye. Au revoir. You've been listening to the Ticker Podcast from IR Magazine. For free access to all the latest global investor relations news and analysis, register at irmagazine.com or download the app.